0: <laughs> All right. I if you go think. back in time and burn
1: down I mean, the 80s and you cease to exist, does that mean that you cease to have existed in the act of nope. going back in time? How does, how does that work? Uh, I got a guy. One would posit. I got a guy. One would pause guy. It. Pause guy. it Hilarious. I know a guy.
0: One would posit that that would indeed rip apart space time, yeah, by creating paradoxes.
2: Exactly. So then, I in, in turn would tear apart all of creation, but it would be worth it because no 80s. Because the 80s. would... or also, Edwardian in England. That, Edwardian in England would also cease to exist. Or if and you're that, a believer, of multiverses
3: like me, it would just create a alternate universe. No, alternate
2: universe where there is no 80s because I burnt it down. All right, fair enough. But then I would have to. But then I would have to become an immortal, godlike figure and travel through and destroy all of the 80s in all of various timelines, in all of the multiverses, until there were no 1980s. You'd be the Galacticus of 80s. Exactly. Alright, excellent. Done. Now with that.
0: Moving on. Uh, Welcome to this week's meta-argument episode of the Musketeer Review Board, the geek-ridden podcast where we scrutinize various entertainment and fandoms with the tenacity of a crack-addled honey badger. Today is a special episode where we threaten the fabric of space-time itself, where the board dares to reach up and unmask a god of fanboys and girls everywhere. Today is the day we may very well lose friends and find the severed head of Jar Jar Binks in my bed. Today we find out if George Lucas and his mighty Star Wars are worthy of their throne. Before we get started, let's hand out a few slaps in the ass to friends of the show. For comics, memorabilia, and more, visit your friendly neighborhood purveyor of sundries, Deathray Comics at deathraycomics.com. Also, special thanks to Badass Coffee. If your coffee isn't brave enough to floss a rabid shark's teeth, then it's not badass coffee. To ensure you grow big and strong, you must of course <laughs> eat your comics. To get your daily dose of comic and other geek centric entertainment reviews, visit the sensational review blog, eat your comics at eatyourcomics.com.
1: Nom 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 nom.
0: This week we are joined by Athos.
1: What's up?
0: <laughs> Would you you're taking away too much time, man. You, you, you shut up. Uh, <laughs> Porthos.
2: The spiritual advisor and very, very tiny Galactus.
1: You are not a spiritual (laughs) advisor. You don't believe in the force. I am a spiritual advisor. You don't believe in the force. All right, go ahead. I got your
2: force right
1: here. (laughs) Aramis. I am all that is man. The force is my penis. (laughs) (laughs) And of
0: course, oh my God, your venerable host, D'Artagnan. All right, so today the emperor has no clothes. George Which one? Lucas.
1: Palpatine? We're talking about Palpatine, right? No, we are talking about He course. doesn't have clothes underneath there. No, he doesn't. That's a fun yeah. fact. He is a commando yeah. supporting
0: <laughs> motherfucker. And his balls Our go Republic down Republic to commando. his knees. That's actually his secret weapon. That's, a,
3: that's not really yeah. his secret actually, actually,
2: how he produces the force lightning is, is his balls down <laughs> to the down. Friction. Electrostaticism. <laughs> Friction
1: <laughs> from his, <dangling laughs> his Electrostatic. <balls. laughs>
0: Alright, so we're just going to jump right into this. Right, exactly.
1: exactly. Star Wars. Okay. Alright, so again, Star Wars. <laughs> in, the, in the sense of uh,
0: starting a fight, I've got two positions here. Everything wrong with Star Wars and why I feel lied to, and by association, pretty much every other George Lucas uh, iteration of, of what it is he's done, oh, no. or versus the Star Wars franchise is a perfect approach. Who wants to start first?
1: I, I, oh, <laughs> I'll start. I'll start.
0: We're waiting on... Long time ago. In galaxy far... No.
1: <laughs> Guys, not everything about Star Wars is bad. I have this, this really... I, there's a disturbance. I feel it. That D'Artagnan and John are going to just vomit Bantha fodder all over... All over what is Star Wars, and not everything uh, about Star Wars is bad. The word is poodoo. Well, if you're, yeah, if you speak, um, I don't know the language off the top of my head. Sorry, oh, but well, the language of Suba, the language of Suba. I don't need to check in my geek card. You're about to shit on him. You're going to shit on the god that is Lucas. Okay, you heretic. No, I. Not everything about Star Wars is bad. Uh, like from a filmic standpoint, it was an achievement. Um, the music, Iconic's one of the best rolling, uh, atmospheric scores. It's so moving. Dude,
3: they play the, uh, March of the Empire at football games.
1: <laughs> Come on! They're 10. <laughs> football games. It's, it's a cultural milestone. March of the Empire. It did yeah, a lot. This is a
2: group that's really going to care about football. Hey! I,
1: I, I play football. I don't know about y'all, but... Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell hey, you Hey, listen. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Hey, I'm hey, sorry. All right, you, I'm you. Sorry, no, listen, it was a cultural milestone. It did a lot to move sci fi forward in cinema, like without it without its success, I would say you're gonna get a lot of the film adaptations that start to come out. I mean, there were prior to Star Wars successful sci fi television or movies yeah sure i am not saying that I'm just saying it did set up, raise the bar for everyone because the rising tide lifts all the boats and it really did a lot for sci fi cinema all kinds of things, and musically, it's fantastic. Uh, the effects are fantastic for the day okay i mean it was nominated for academy awards god damn you D'Artagnan! stop looking at me like that and i that's all i will say if we want to get into the nitty-gritty of the of the intricacies of the characters the plots and things okay well there's a lot left to be had and i i'm not i'm not convinced that it holds up after this long um as far as its entertainment value but i will say that you know there's other things other than the story itself that are of worth that came from what is star Wars and the franchise and the success of that Pixar, George Lucas, Pixar, and all that became the Pixar studio, his brilliance as a businessman. And I'm sorry, George Lucas, but star Wars fucking sucks. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You, okay. It, it's not the best thing in the world. Okay. But, but, but that's the podcast right there. But, uh, right, thanks thank for tuning in this week. To, next, next week, yes. They <laughs> <laughs> But that's what i say. And, and I'm probably not going to say much more after this.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My my biggest problem with uh, with the George Lucas thing is that um, he's he's up there as as one of these untouchables, right? He's up there. It's like George Lucas. You go you go Star Wars. You go to any fantasy gun uh, Comic Con, anything, and it is just flooded with Star Wars references. And my problem is is that he got lucky. His biggest brilliance, and admittedly, is not in his story, is not in his art, is not in his craft. His his biggest success is in his publicity and in his marketing. And, you know, Barnum of Barnum & Bailey was the father of, of this whole movement that he just tapped into. And it was, I've got this mediocre piece of shit, but I'm going to distract everybody with explosions, sex, and one-liners, And pretend that they hook onto this other stuff. Star Wars, Uh, Leia, her whole name, her name is essentially a A sex Move, I know, right? And that's the uh, her only purpose. There
1: were never euphemisms for sex in older media. I'm gonna slap you (laughs) with my pen. sex was created in 1983. D'Artagnan, duh. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Read the Bible. You need to stop reading
0: Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> and he knew her right. knew her all right so so my problem is is that people are like oh my god George Lucas oh my god Star Wars and in reality no no and part of and I'm going to I I will I will give over and concede the point that it did open the doors. It did open the gateway. I mean, before that, we had, what, 2001 A Space Odyssey. We had this very sterile uh, storytelling when it came to larger uh, space operas. But at the same time...
1: There was
0: Star Trek prior to it. Star Trek prior to Not it. Not the, the success of Star Trek. But But, but I'm going to yeah. even put Star Trek... And I'm gonna piss a lot of people off here. Uh, that was that was more small screen and more akin to uh, B rated uh, sci-fi, then you know, right. and, uh, and well, sci-fi to a point, up to yeah. up to that point was all B-rated, was all B-studio very, yeah. kind right. of stuff. Until
1: yeah. you get a cinematic experience like Star Wars in yeah. a sci-fi, which okay, it's not real sci-fi, yeah. it's fantasy, let's face it. But you know, that's I, actually so that's, that's
2: actually the point that I'm going to make there. <laughs> yeah, so, like we we need to, to say that a lot of people Sorry. consider yeah. that's right. Star Wars. I agree, sci-fi. But Star Wars isn't sci-fi.
1: It's fantasy. It's Star, space fantasy.
2: Star Wars is fantasy a space... With it's, fantasy yeah. with sci-fi elements. Yeah. It's, well, it, no, It's not even with sci-fi it's elements. It's not with sci-fi, it's sci-fi like elements. Space. Yeah, it's There's space. no. Yeah, it's space. Or not sci-fi, in, real sci-fi. In sci In science fiction, in science fiction, in good science fiction, the world is there as a fully realized character the world is a fully realized character and on top of that fully realized character it says something about the culture that created the story sure like asimov like asimovs talks about like talk when asimov writes about the robots he's talking about us as human beings and how we can become how we can become better uh, he right. writes about the foundations it's about societies there good sci-fi and the best sci-fi creates these worlds that tell us about ourselves which is not when, sta- when, when Star Trek is at its best yeah. that's what it, that's what it does that's why Star Trek can be really good sci like can be yeah, good good sci-fi yeah Star Wars <clears throat> is about how bitching it would be to have Jedi powers right it's the hero's <clears throat> journey with some I literal
1: just, magic but yeah right. it's okay
0: but to be fair George Lucas wasn't going fantasy in space. George Lucas, his aim was breaking new ground in sci-fi, which I think, again, he failed on. Because you're right, by well, that metric, by the metric that we mm-hmm. just established of sci-fi, that doesn't, it doesn't meet that metric.
1: As a writer, maybe, and as like creatively, he might have failed in, in that regard as far as the, the characters and the story, but he didn't fail to break new ground cinematically with his effects and real... Actual achievement in cinema. You see what I'm saying? I,
2: I will say that the the pre and post Star Wars cinematic world was like. Star Wars is a significant line, milestone, cinematically. Like. The stories were different. The work, like the cinema, was different after Star Wars was successful.
1: Yeah, like people saw that, and they were like, "Wow, you can go through this whole journey mm-hmm. in literally a different universe, kind mm-hmm. of a thing." And that's what really what,
2: and, and it, and it what, also
1: what sci-fi that yeah. been really benefited yeah. from was that. And experience. It is one of
2: the absolute best <clears throat> examples of the hero's, of, of the hero's journey. Now, yeah. I mean, the hero's journey that's an entirely different. Thing that I think is, is way overused because yeah. people ham fist stories into it but as a prime example of the hero's journey
1: it's got elements yeah, there that, exactly. that work. Yeah, yeah. it's right. also
2: an example that it's really good to um, steal your plots from foreign films
1: <laughs> and, other, really from, and other yeah. Yeah. Novels, yeah, exactly, and other sci-fi novels, foreign films from
0: Greek mythology, mythology from, from, from yeah, yeah, from all stories. Hey, all stories are um,
1: amalgamations of your influences, and all right. past writing. Yeah, is, what if you steal you. from enough people, it's
2: research, and it's okay. <laughs> I love yeah. that quote. Well, I don't <laughs> yeah. disagree. Yeah, yeah. and another
1: thing too that I will say, I wholeheartedly agree. I research the
2: hell out of everything. Thinking. Is um
1: is is uh, about what I was saying of the achievement of Star Wars. What it was is like, yeah, not every the story wasn't amazing, but it's like the s- lightsaber sounds are cool, <laughs> right? But like, again, come on, that's, that's not that's something no, that's that cool. that's not even come something on. he had God. a hand in. It was more God. of like
0: <laughs> no, no, it was, and that and that's another thing that bothers me. He was he was at best an artistic director. Mm-hmm. Okay, he got sure. people Good together. What's that?
2: I would say he's a good artistic director. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Like absolutely. what he
2: did on a budget, like when he had the limitations yeah. of the budget, he created something world-changingly profound.
0: Right. Yeah. He, he pieced it together. He pieced other people's works together. Yeah. He stitched those together, and they created the things that were great. The things that he had direct influence over the story. He's
1: not a great writer.
0: He is yeah. not a great writer. He's he did not, a not create writer. a compelling world.
1: He didn't really create compelling characters. I won't say no. that. I will, I will say that too.
0: And so, and I will say because some of, of the that
1: performances,
2: of that. some of the performances, were are were, were, were able to to yeah. bridge that yes. gap, bridge the gap. Right. And so, writer, and here's
0: here's but. the thing. Um, this is this is how we determine it. We take out all of his aspects, everything that he he directly did himself, and just take the other work. So <laughs> all of the effects, all of the music. We take out all the dialogue, <laughs> and that, to me, is a compelling scenario. Come on. Like, but, but, my God, boom, boom, and then music, and bam, bam, bam. It's like a fire show with music, and that's great. But again, nothing that we I should think, make, like, oh, my God. I think in the New
1: Hope, though, there were elements of, like, a Western and like mm. with with Han Solo in in that mm. iconic Greedo confrontation, that would have been compelling if you pictured it as a western in a tavern. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So you're yeah. saying it's a lot of flashbang distraction. But I really Han think Solo's, it was, it
0: was Han Solo's Han uh, Solo's storyline was more compelling than the world, the war that they were fighting. I didn't want to, right. I didn't want to know what there was going lackings. to happen with Luke. Yeah, I want to know what's going to happen with Han Solo. I want to know what why he got in trouble with uh, uh, the Huts. To begin with, what was he smuggling? Mm-hmm. What right. happened to it? You're right. There, and then he goes on this little side mission. Hey, Luke, I'm gonna go on. And then that's that. That whole movie can be a cutscene to what happened with on next.
1: That's that's fair. I like okay.
0: That. So and
1: therein lies why uh, there's so much Star Wars fan fiction.
3: Uh, okay. I would argue, <laughs> well, I am fiction. I would not argue just that fiction. you're saying that he didn't create a compelling world. But the thing is, is he wasn't going for just creating a world. That's why the intro of it, it doesn't say in a world far, far away. It says in a galaxy far, far away.
0: Sure. Uh, world, galaxy, I mean, yeah, just the, like a the, whole the, network when, of stuff the, when, beyond when, the characters.
2: When I, talk, when I talk about world, I mean the world of the story. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. world of the story So in there, this case, and it it would be those, the galaxy that's I mean, a... And eventually in some of the, the, ancillary, in some of the ancillary stuff you start to see some you start to see some some places that could be that that have this kind of vibrancy and the compelling. Like Coruscant has some of this compelling stuff. Even like the, 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 the Wookiee world like the Wookie World where it's all on trees and Kasach. shit. Akashic. Akashic. Mm-hmm. Like there are these moments there but they're like given a sprinkling of window dressing and then and then moved right, on. And shifted right. towards somebody else to do it. I mean he just kind of like the that'd be cool. Alright. And then like into sort of like thrown in there. But like they're all kind of flat now. In the extended universe, which has all sorts of issues of its own, but in the extended universe, they expand on they will expand on and find the things that are really compelling and starts to flesh them start to flesh them out and build yeah. them out.
1: Yeah, I think the story itself, specifically the original trilogy, d- does leave much to be desired by way of uh, character development and really. Interesting characters that have provocative things to say, um, and I don't think well, they're the best examples of sci-fi characters or even fantasy. Some characters. some of
2: that stems from um, a, a flaw in Star Wars in general, which is the complete black and white setup that they have there—the light yeah. side or the dark side—and yeah. if I stub my toe on the way up the stairs, I am now on the path towards committing genocide. Because that's how the dark side works.
1: Yeah, that that might have much. To and that's that's to that, with, that's one of the, like, it's yeah.
2: hard to, to build these kind of characters that are skirting the ed, like skirting the edge of good and bad, trying to figure out their own morality. Which there has to do when, with yeah, a lot when, of when, the, like, the, the basic. Oh, of I get it, like I am in traffic and angry. Oh, <laughs> I must kill everyone that lives, and then that's what you're going to do now. Like,
1: yeah, I think I think that a lot of that has to do with George Lucas was really heavily influenced and was at a place in time where it was just yeah. really classical religious ideas and ideologies, and and he didn't evolve until later as to something that was more, you know, grayer and
0: atheistic.
1: Or yeah, well, yeah. not even atheistic, just like scientific, like you know what I mean. Like he was just more, a lot of influenced thing, though, by heavy I would spiritual say, like, things. The the
3: Mythos in Star Wars is more based in Eastern philosophy. Now I don't necessarily call. Eastern, I don't necessarily consider most Eastern religions Eastern religions. I would prefer to refer them to as philosophies because they're not presented that's in a true. way that has the inherent dogmas of Western religions. And as far well as the organization of institution. Sure. And yeah. so they that's where I disagree reason. with your argument where he says that he's not trying to show us things. He is trying to show us something. Um, the thing is, is it, the biggest thing that I gained out of Star Wars is essentially there. It, there is a light side. There's a dark side. But more inherent than anything, there's just a path where you, through both. But that's but that's not what's supported
2: through through the, through the, through the stories there and where the people go. Yes, yeah. Like that. The, and and the, the that, biggest to like, me that is supported though because no, you see you see Luke literally walk on that path. Well, you see you see Luke do that. But then you, but then everybody, else, but then everybody else is like the no, no, you can't do that. And by walk that path in the middle, he really just sort of like skirts into the skirts into the light side. It just doesn't go balls deep into the light side. That's like the I'm just eh, I'm just not gonna. I'm just gonna show yeah. up a little late and be a little more iffy.
0: And and you know the and I can I can concede the point that that the extended universe more than touches on that. It goes deeper into what the force is and and you know what the Jedi or Sith lord goes through when they when they try to find their own path through it. But again, George Lucas didn't craft any of that. He crafted the original <clears> trilogy and then the turd on top of the turd of the pre-trilogy for that where he doesn't get involved with that. He doesn't take us Aside from chlorians or the Force, you know, this this religious or scientific explanation of what the Force is, he doesn't get into that at all. He's, he's focused more on yeah. um, a relationship uh, that's failing, a, a son that's, you know, trying to overcome the that His you... father is a genocidal maniac. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because of that, and we can take the extended universe on one side, and what he, and George Lucas specifically, what he contributed to at the time. I posit that he was more of a judeo christian you know mindset of yeah, good and evil, <laughs> yeah, I think it was and, very black and white and even uh-huh. even if we go back and we look inside his mind and that wasn't what his his main goal and purpose was that is how it was portrayed, and that is how it was received by audiences uh, on a on a larger scale
1: and I think that is boring, I would say and and how he took it or how he portrayed it as being this I don't know. I just think that the the overarching whole whole uh, light side dark side thing is boring, and I think that the way he set um, up there's a god, this evil emperor, right. Can and I he's have like, a red side, yeah, and well, he's and like that's boring.
3: To me, that that whole light side dark side it represents just the natural dualities that we all have inherent to to each other. I was I
2: was I was actually with you. Like for, like for, for the longest for the longest time, that's what I thought. That's what I thought when I thought Star Wars. That's what I walked away from it. Mm-hmm. Until I started to portray those beliefs like portray that 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 thought there and that view on the Star Wars world to a different to a different friend of mine who was much deeper into the much deeper into Star Wars, mm-hmm. read a lot more about it, and he's the one who to, and he's the one who told me like over and over and over again, beat it into me, would not back down. That no, that's not what Star Wars is about. Star Wars is a universe of stark evil and stark good, and with the Force, it draws you
3: one way or the other and has to draw you one way or the other. I would argue, though, that is one man's interpretation of that. That's my... Well, he brought up story after story after story
2: after story after story. I won't contend that at
3: all, but like... I'm going to apply this example to religion, yeah. henceforth the reason why you have so many different sects of Christianity, because the thing is, is one person reading something, they're going to come to different interpretations on what that means mm. than the next person. And that's one of the inherent problems with literature. That's the re- oh, entire reason why we can have this conversation is because through our own unique experiences as individuals, as well as our combined mm. our, our collective knowledge, we are going to read something and make different connections.
1: But can there be objective quality, uh, well, and and, bad quality, and good quality? Uh, and that's what we're uh, trying I, to That's know. the thing
3: is, oh, I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't have bad qualities, but basically is it, and I'm not saying that it's not above a reproach, but in my mind, is there more bad than good? Yes. Or I mean, not bad than good, more yeah. good than bad? Yes. Yeah. There's more good inherent in Star Wars than there is bad.
1: I think that, I'm not sure I would fully agree with you, I agree with your line of thinking. I don't. I, 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 I don't agree with the resolution that you have—that there's no. more good than bad, especially when you get to the prequels. Is where I struggle mm-hmm. with the whole to overtone is well, light side, dark side. not
2: about prequels. Well, that's true, but, but yeah, but you, you kind of have to forget no. those, uh, forget those stages there. And my my actual biggest problem with with Star Wars in general is that. It's 30 years old. Like, it's, it's over 30 years old. It's, what, almost 40 years old. Like it's a 40-year-old franchise. Uh, okay. What?
0: No, nothing. <laughs> <coughs> it Is came that out the, the year I was born. <laughs> okay. 78? So how, how, how old
2: I don't want to talk that's not what the
0: yeah. discussion is today yeah. It's, yeah.
1: Old, it's so old and irrelevant yeah. I mean no. <laughs> that, 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 that's that's not what join I mean join us next week I
0: mean. has killed the entire musketeer view yes. board yeah.
2: the, the point the point that I have is not necessarily that it's like old and out of date it's that people and people it is it is beloved and I can understand that it, it is beloved it is that it is, it is beloved it is all this there the trouble is is that it has been because it's been so beloved there is not a single grain of sand on Tatooine that does not have a 30 page backstory to it it right. has been gone over the entire universe has been cataloged and put through their stories there like people were freaking out because they said we're not following the expanded universe with the films and a bunch of geeks Lost their shit because what do you mean you can't be right. and no.
0: and that right there is is really the the crux of it. Um, there was a, a when uh, George Lucas was interviewed a while ago um, about uh, the when the trailer dropped um, and when he was talking about when he sold. Everything and he tossed it over to Disney. Like it, all of Lucasfilm, every single property that George Lucas has created and done up to that point, he sold it. Um, and it was, he was asked to weigh in on it, and he's, and George Lucas said something along the lines of, I gave them my notes, I gave them what I wanted to do, but from the looks of it, they haven't used any of that, my suggestions. And then from there, of course, geek rage happened, and people were like, well, how could you not? And so, um, you know, it's been put forth a couple of different venues. Again, should should um, they have this? Should the studio have taken his notes into consideration? Um, and and that form of the question: Should they have? Should George Lucas be heard out on on why? You know, should he be able to weigh in? Should he have that weight? Um, even because he created it and. Uh, the people, again, have given him this, this godlike status where, yes, of course, he created it. So you should take a listen to what he has to say about his notes and about his world. And to that, I have to say, because, yeah. no, for 4.1 billion reasons, why not? Uh-huh. He sold it. Exactly. <laughs> he is a $4.1 billion sellout.
1: And then to connect to what we were already saying, also, mm-hmm. I think creatively, at least this is my perspective, beyond the money. Because it's like, just because he sold it doesn't mean if, like you know, fucking Kubrick sold something to a studio and then, you know, you would, the studio yeah. would say, well, what do you want to do with the story, yeah. right? We're going to ask because, and then he's going to offer things and they would take it. I think that the, the, the what, to connect to what we were talking about, um, he shouldn't have to say in the story because he's not a great writer. Yeah. He's just not, or he well, doesn't and, and write great movies. The
2: other, the other thing to take in, into consideration, and it's something that happens with all of these sort of franchises that make it big and all of these, particularly when it's a single artistic vision, yeah. is creativity is actually at its best when you have when you are working within limitations. As you become popular, people go, "Oh, you know what you're doing. We will just float you more. We'll make you whatever less you want. restricted. Yeah, whatever you want. Less restricted. Whatever you want that there. The a lot of the brilliance of the original, the original film, the original trilogy was the fact that he had to work within." These tiny budgets. And he got other with directors. The, yeah, with the, uh, the directors. with the with, directors. With those there, he had to work with all these other people that sort of honed the whole experience. Versus Return of the Jedi, which of the original three is considered the weakest one. But that's also the one where he was the least restricted and he had the, he had the least least things holding him back. And then the
1: subsequent three... Then, yeah, the subsequent three the, 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 became... That
2: which must not be named. Mm-hmm. Those, those three prequels where he could do whatever he wanted and he had all the money to do whatever he wanted and they're not that good. And it showed. Yeah. Yeah. That because there wasn't any focus there wasn't there wasn't that that grindstone the we have to make this as good as possible yeah i'm not and, i'm not
1: opposed to the the kind of broad play on i mean cuz every story in a way is talking about dark like what, what is good and what is bad morality right. yeah. so i'm not i'm not opposed duality to sh- duality Dual. i'm not so i'm not opposed to seeing that manifest in, in a star wars world or story no. um, and i think there're a lot that i took away from star wars I mean, speeders and lasers, mm-hmm. and, you know, that were cool. Then I'm like, we'll so not. Shit. Yeah, and I think that I I'm not as like turned away from it to the point that I don't want to see more more movies. I'm actually to the point where I'm like, well, I mean, there's no, to, no well, there's nowhere to go but up. But also, I think that the the world is ripe for actually crafting really compelling character stories. And I think that looking forward to seeing episode seven and what they're gonna do, I just I think I have faith at this point not, uh, yeah, yeah, Faith, that's what I said, um, not doubt that this could be the best Star Wars movie ever made because I don't think we've had a, a fantastic Star Wars movie ever, even in the, the original prequels right. or even the original trilogy. I, mean, I think
0: there's much more compelling uh, uh, you know, material within the extended universe, but I also think that um, they're at a pretty unique position where they have carte blanche to do whatever they want, you know, within the you know, and that JJA Rooms has has proven to be, you know, to take uh, the advice of the studio, to take the advice of other creative individuals, to be able to craft something that is uh, that can stand the test of time.
1: Yeah, well, and and I think they're moving it forward in every way that they can. And yeah, I think just, good and, and just
2: just to kind of go to, to go back there, like having somebody else come and work within that other universe is is similar. It's it's that that limitation thing that I was talking about before. And just as as an anecdotal example. Uh, for one, there like uh, me and D'Artagnan are working on a, uh, a novel together. We're <laughs> co-authoring co- a novel, and in this, like in the first bit, we both wrote the intro, to the intro to the story, um, and then we both looked and had these, and they came out radically, radically different. But and then we had to sort of like. Force them to fit together and acting as checks on the other, because there are things that I w- that that I will go completely apeshit over, and he'll be like, "No, dude, what what the shit?" and then and then the same thing there. Well, he'll be like, and I'll look at him saying, "Really? No."
1: Well, and I think that no. that's most representative in this continuation of the Star Wars. Um, yep. Movies because they have teams of writers working on them. It's mm-hmm. not the, the screen. The script that wasn't penned by one writer. They they switch yeah. yeah. after the first I mean, draft. They get another person. And then during yeah. the shooting, they yeah. rewrite and they rewrite yeah. and they rewrite. And so there,
2: there is there is that danger of, uh, of 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 the the committee there. But there's also Jimmy, a great deal of power Chokes, powerful in. There's also a great deal of power in collab- in collaboration. Yeah, no, I disagree. I disagree, and creativity I is disagree that...
1: with with too too many the yeah, cooks too many thing. cooks things. I think too that yeah, cooks. you can't have you can't have a fucking dumb superintendent that comes in and tells the chef what to do, but you can have more chefs without it becoming a problem, especially in screenwriting and like Breaking Bad, for example. They had a team of twelve writers writing the final right. season because they all understood. But again, you know, the it was
0: story. at that point it wasn't somebody trying to make their name as a writer. Their focus yeah. was on. The the product as opposed to ego. Well, then and
2: that, when that okay, that's come, a totally different. Yeah, there also, they're I don't think also that comes a point the, in play with the Star Wars episode seven. There also comes a point when you're. Um, <laughs> also comes a point in writing where the story kind of starts to tell itself. Like there, you've all kind of yeah, where your choices start to fade, like to fade away. There comes a point where, as, as you're writing, where you can no longer change things fundamentally.
1: You need fresh eyes. Yeah, fresh eyes. Yeah, nice. nice. But
2: it'll be like there <laughs> d- d- where it will tell you what you want, what you, what direction the story is going. Oh, sure, yeah, and yeah, you know, and, and there. So you can't like the end. Now we're now we're gonna make it all about instead of being about like Jedi's and shit. It's gonna be about this one lonely clown in the middle of the Dagobah swamp. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a deep character analysis of this. Sad see, alien clown. You're talking, no. but
0: that's what I want to see. I know, I know. I know. You want
2: everything to be Faulkner. <laughs> everything must be Faulkner. And
0: you say that with such negativity. I
2: don't yes, know, I, I do. Understand. I don't understand. All right. Does anybody I else have Faulkner. anything else to <laughs> read? I haven't read Faulkner. He probably Aramis. <laughs> Aramis have okay. We.
3: We'll give you the last word since you, since no, you still want it. I don't know. I, I just think a lot of it is. I think uh, in certain ways that Star Wars is connected. For me, in ways that it probably hasn't been for other people, yeah, and and so to me, that's I, I do believe that it does have a lot of a lot of issues, and, and I think most things do. But um, just for what it did and what it stood for, I I think it should be commended. Yeah. Um, I do think that George Lucas is sold it, and henceforth yeah. shouldn't. If the studio wants to use him as a consultant, that's up to them, but by no means are they required to do so because once he signed or accepted that check, he no longer has say. In it. Yeah. Right.
2: Well, and, and I think that there's also a, a little bit, just just for, for this kind of a, my, my closing thing here, just because we are critical of a thing, and, and we as geeks get this a lot. Like, we, mm-hmm. we get really critical about stuff. Um, usually we're really critical about things because we want it to be better. Yeah. Because right. we yes. well, like, yeah, so there's that difference yeah. between the well, I love I like this and this is good and we want everything that we love to be good yeah but it's not the case and so when it's not good we get we get angry about it. we get yeah. angry about it well, and we when yeah. will either to fight to defend it or fight against it because we wanted it to be so good and then it right. was and
3: uh, well I guess to give a little bit more depth to my connection with it in a lot of ways why I like I don't believe the world is black and white but why I like how, because for me growing up, the world was a little bit more black and white, Me of right. mixed race. I, I, I see that duality representative, and I can relate that to my childhood.
0: Yeah.
1: That's that's interesting. More into what John was saying of the whole, um, yeah, you can be critical yeah. of something while always yeah. wanting it to succeed, especially yeah. in the Star Wars universe, is that there's so much but, good that what you described as flashbang or whatever, that it's like they're also themes that can be yeah. milked for more compelling yeah. stories. And I want to see that with lightsabers. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I want to see.
3: The, but yeah, the first three those were travesty. The best thing that came out of that was Darth Maul. Right. And by Jinn, And again,
0: the, more fodder for the extended universe. But yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I again, contend that uh, without Star Wars, I wouldn't be where I am today. I have to acknowledge that there, there was a point where I did have my nostalgia filter on full blast and that's how I took the whole entire the industry or I guess the franchise Um and it, it, it did it, it was a gateway drug as it were and it led me to, to greater things and, and like greater heroin, fandoms you know, like
1: right the better the cleaner right the, the, the better yeah, comic, the the
0: better fan the better <laughs> yeah. fantasy fiction yeah. the better yeah. sci-fi fiction yeah. you know all of that and so yes i acknowledge that portion of it and its influence in my life while at the same time i just i think that he he got lucky he was a good uh, he was oh. a good publicist and and that's really where his brilliance was in in the marketing and the publicity and the the business development and not
3: not the art and the writing Honestly, though, I would say that's almost a bigger aspect of being successful in media. Like, you know, it's often been stated it's better to be lucky than good. Yeah. Because that's the thing is in order to get massive success, you have to have the right product at the right time with the right marketing to get it to the right people. Right. And if you can line up all those things, it's like the fucking planets aligning and the fucking cataclysm that comes from it. And he he managed to do that. It's true.
1: Yeah, so I agree with that, and I also agree with what you're saying, D'Artagnan, as far as <clears throat> what it was that made him or made it great, as or what he was just lucky. And I agree with the critique of <laughs> where, where the characters go and the stories go. Um, but beyond that, it's like I don't have any negative feelings because, um, yeah, I think that Star Wars and the what is what makes it so iconic and 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 everything. Just inject that with actually compelling characters and an actually surprising story, and then you're gonna have like yeah. one of the you know well you're gonna have, you
2: have something fantastic yeah
1: and it's gonna make obviously regardless of that but you know it's gonna make a, a bunch of money yeah. but yeah if if it, if it does <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't do those two things well, well then you're gonna have one of the better you know yeah, sci-fi to take, fantasy movies ever
2: yeah you to, know? to take to take Star Wars as it is and basically hold it to modern storytelling standards not necessarily movie standards but like storytelling standards and i think really we are in and we are in an era where storytelling where the storytelling is at its, yeah, it, at its best like
1: it's the sharpest, even the sharpest.
2: sharpest the finest the most focused yeah. even our even our bad stories have more going for them than some of the than really some popular, of really popular ones yeah. from 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 mm. the decades ago yeah from decades ago like we're in a real like the, a lot of these media are coming into their own.
0: Yeah, agreed. And that's well, why
1: I trust that this, uh, the continuation of the Star Wars universe and these these films that are coming out. I th- I do, I mean, I, I do hope, but I also trust that they're going to be that sharp blend of interesting, funny, witty, smart characters with an actually you know surprising, and well, entertaining plot. With if they, get
2: to, if they can Wars. turn Guardians of the Galaxy. Into something that I watched seven times in the theater. <laughs> <laughs>
1: then why not trust then, the, then why not a take director like Abrams and all these yeah. fantastic writers yeah, yeah, and turn it, into something, make it great. into something fantastic? Yeah.
3: One other thing that I, I guess the last thing that I'd like to bring up though is I. I I think a lot of times though, like with Star Wars, when you have a movie that they're essentially they're trying to do something so new, mm-hmm. a lot of times you do lose some of the other aspects of story because <laughs> the focus is on special effects. Like, right. Um, you know, I think uh, so with the, 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 the new, the the new Hobbit, yeah. uh, for right. example, I think yeah. in a lot of ways they... Put Smog in such a spotlight and the the special effects and the animation of Smog that they actually detracted from the story at whole. Because, in in all honesty, that should have been done in two movies. Right. Okay. movie stop yeah, I'll, I'll be honest
2: I would have just sat and watched Smog Talk for for for. <laughs> it could have been an 18 <laughs> but hour film I but, but, just Smog but, and both talking well, shit to each other the problem with, with that, that is like
3: the, the second iteration the second movie is, is pretty much all about Smog which is then, fine then yeah. then come cool. the first the, come the third movie and yeah, Smog it, is dead yeah. within the first 15 minutes of the yeah. movie yeah like, yeah, you, you spent an entire spoiler. fucking movie establishing this character <laughs> to uh, kill him off. If you don't believe in spoilers, just to him in If you haven't read the description, you click on this. Yeah. Movie. To me, I would rather have them break up half of the... Smog's dialogue towards a, the second half of a first movie, mm-hmm. then continue it through the first half of a second movie, culminating with the Battle of the Pyramids. But what Mountains. you
1: were saying, yeah. what you're getting back to, what you started about saying was just that, yeah, that that had to do with what Star Wars was, and that it was focusing yeah. well, on special yeah. and effects rather also, than and also like that, that like
2: some of that was there was a, a, two thing two things with that one. um, uh, there was a lot of like pressure for Peter Jackson to make it into a trilogy, because everything has to be a trilogy these days. Yeah. and Quick Hobbit um, tangent. To, to, <laughs> <Yeah>. An
1: unexpected <laughs> journey, if you will. Yeah. Into Middle yes. Earth from and a galaxy to, far, far away. Uh, and <laughs> so, to, so many uh, connections. Peter
2: Jackson did not have the level of love for that that he did for... Even for his King Kong adaptation, which yeah, true. as much as it had its issues, I thought it was a beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful piece. Well, hey, we
0: can
1: talk about Peter um, Jackson and the yeah we talk and about Middle Peter Earth Jackson in another Miller episode.
2: Dwight, but yeah. All right,
0: so excellent. Yeah. So I think we've. Uh, yeah, patched I think, I think on, our final uh,
1: conclusion is that
2: in a fist fight, I think Peter Jackson could take George Lucas. Oh, well, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, All right. yeah, that's
1: that's um, the conclusion of this argument. S- cool. But George Lucas. <laughs> Incredible head of head. Incredible. Incredible. Head He of does, head does head. have a hand of Michael
3: Bay would just come through and blow them all up. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, again, Unnecessarily another episode. Those aren't ideas, those are special effects.
0: Episode. Thank you for tuning in this week. <laughs> Tune in next episode where we find out that Aramis gets clarity on his moral ambiguity. <laughs> have yeah. a great day.